This is the Blackout Podcast. Welcome to the Blackout Podcast, where I get to talk to amazing people that do amazing things. And today I have Shannon Dunn. That I mean, at first off, I remember saying reaching out to you because I was like, "Who is this lady that was always talking about a crow?" <laughs> and, and that was kind of the first thing. And then you know, I found out that you're with E3C and you make great paintings. And I'm like, "When did you start drawing or painting?" How old was I? Well, yeah, sure, why not? Well, um, as soon as I could pick up a pencil. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, it started after The Dark Crystal, the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie blew my mind. <laughs> Little seven-year-old me was never the same. And then, uh, yeah, then Mr. Dress Up and Bob Ross and everybody helped out with that. Oh, Bob Ross. Yeah. <laughs> Bob Ross. Yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. And, and so... Um, did you like go to NASCAD or one of those? I went to uh digital animation at NSCC. In oh, oh, so like, yeah. oh man, gosh. Um, do you, so do you draw with one of those app tablet things? I have a Wacom tablet, I'm a little old school, so <laughs> I still have it hooked up to my uh desktop computer and uh, yeah, draw because we sort of learn that with paint. Right? So it was sort of like your eye-hand coordination on the computer. You didn't look down. You looked straight ahead. Holy smokes. Yeah. Isn't that difficult? Not for me now. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> but in the beginning, it, it took some getting used to. Yeah. Oh, man. Gosh, <laughs> I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine it. But I'm saving up for uh, an iPad with um, Procreate on it. Uh, oh, that's the one way you kind of just draw right on the iPad. Right on the iPad anywhere. Oh. Yeah, or, you know, the equivalent, the Wacom equivalent, whatever comes first, whatever's on sale. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Wacom, uh, how, what, what is, I guess, so you draw in it, do you use like Photoshop? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Oh, no. you use Photoshop. Okay. I do. Yes, good guess. Um, <laughs> I don't, know. I don't uh, know the name of the apps and stuff. Photoshop girl all the way. I love it. I've been using it since... 2000 oh wow yeah so, so you've gone through the how do you feel about having to pay for a monthly though i love it because when i was going to school i had to pay for it out front but like once you pay you it's yours right it's yours but you don't get the updates oh you get what at the time it was the version that you purchased and whatever however long they um Supported. provided support yeah. for that particular version you got your updates but oh yeah oh well, yeah i didn't even think of that because i'm like oh fuck you know, you see that thing up, poop, 80 bucks. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I also subscribe to Lightroom, too. So I have a double whammy each oh, month. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? Um, if Almost everyone that takes photos use Lightroom. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I try to use it. But, you know, with, uh, with Photoshop, you can just drag a photo and it's just one photo. But with Lightroom, you have to create a folder and like you set it up and i don't like that setup is it an easy way to use lightroom um well i sort of trained myself it wasn't something i had official training in oh man um youtube videos oh, were the big thing for me <laughs> thanks youtube um but yeah there's a shortcut if you don't want to create specific folders that work for Lightroom only. Mm. Uh, at the end, when you're ready, there's a little button that says print to file. Oh. And it, if you don't have Photoshop, it sort of rotates your photo in a certain angle that, you know, upside down. 
but it does allow you to save it wherever you want to oh, save it. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. I'll try that. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, cause like, yeah, I'll be honest. So Lightroom is kind of easy mm-hmm. to do stuff, and and like it has more things you can do to photos that Photoshop for some reason can't do. Yeah. There's like, a, my favorite is punch. There's one little, it's a preset called punch. And okay. it doesn't matter what you put in there. You click that punch and <laughs> it looks amazing when you're done. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll check it out. Um, uh, Like you, I watched the YouTube tutorials and one of these people made a tutorial about photo and, you know, the before and the after and it's like night and day. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he did a time-lapse of the... Actually, it's she. She did a time-lapse of the process, and it's like a lot of work. It can be. And uh, what do you find... So, you started digital animation. Um, yeah. And, uh, but you do real-life paintings. Mm-hmm. Which one do you find yourself doing more of? Well, I don't really do a lot of animating anymore. Mm. Um, it turns out that when I graduated, there wasn't a whole lot in the form of jobs in Nova Scotia oh, for it. This place, uh, what's this? The place kind of in Barrington. Um, oh, uh, yeah. It was, what was it called before? I can't even remember. Oh, okay. Anyway, they were a rivalry oh, when we were in school. Okay. Um, but yeah, there there wasn't very many jobs. There was two animation studios and, and they, from what I heard, weren't doing very well at the time. Mm. Now it's a totally different ball game. Mm. Like animation is huge here yeah. now. Uh, but... So anyway, I moved on. I started, graduated, continued to draw, obviously. Um, worked as a waitress at Smitty's for a bit. And then, oh, yes, yeah, and then got my corporate job. So Awesome. Yeah. And then, boy, boy like, why didn't you let go of painting? Pardon? Painting. What do I like about it? Yeah. Uh, it allows me to paint what I see in my head. Mm. And bring it forward. So, wait, you don't paint off, um, like, photos or you kind of... You use, definitely you need reference. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't draw a hand for the life of me from memory. Oh, okay. I have to have reference photos of, you know. Um, but when you use your imagination, a photo is one thing. Mm. But the way you want the world to see it is totally different. Oh. So you can paint it and make it the way you want and add the colors you want. Yeah. So. You know, you were seeing this damn funny enough. A couple of days ago, I read that people that are great at drawing drawing like animation cartoons can't really see image in their heads mm-hmm. but they are great at actually doing apparently like almost everyone that works at disney can't really picture things but like if they have a reference they're like so i guess anyone that's like no i i need a reference picture can really draw mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I, and I, your instagram is great how did you what what, what made you decide that um to share your images online? Well, I figured, why not? First of all. <laughs> but um, I like what I do, and uh, I'm inspired by a lot of other local artists around mm. here um, who are doing the same thing. So I said, why not? Share it. Um, I didn't think I was really good enough to oh, wow. put it out there, but I got a lot of encouragement. Yeah, your and... work is great. Thank you. Um so, yeah, I got lots of really good feedback, and it inspires me to do more. Mm. Like, I was in a huge rut a couple of years back where I just wasn't painting as much as I'd like work and stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, but Instagram sort of inspires you to get stuff out there to your audience. Mm. So if you're in a rut, well, you can't be because people are, they, they want to <laughs> see your stuff. So uh, One of the new things that, well, or not that new, but pretty recent was the 
girl from Game of Thrones, the daughter. Area, yeah. That was a great one. Thank you. Uh, so what made you decide to paint that? Oh, was that like a painting or one of your digital things? It, it's a digital painting. <gasps> yeah. So That's a lot of work. <laughs> it was that was done on my Wacom tablet. Um so I draw it draw it by hand first, uh preliminary sketch. And then I uh, bring it into Photoshop mm. and then paint it. I prefer painting it digitally, A, because there's no time to wait for anything to dry. Oh, yeah. Which is awesome. True, true, true. You can work in layers. I mean, you can do that with regular paints too, but some paints like watercolor, if you make a mistake, you can't paint over that. You can't. Oh. You'd have to start over. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I felt like, um, say, if you got out of line, you could like, change it in a way or something you just you can mess it. it up you know on your painting and then bring it into photoshop and fix it later oh. sort of cheat a little bit. <laughs> you definitely do that okay. um but her expression in that particular still mm. where she's just screaming her little heart out mm. it it deserved to be on a painting oh, i mean it's yeah. one thing to get a screen cap from a from a you know a show mm. and you know and obviously people were inspired by that and moved by her performance she's an amazing actress but like just that scream. What where was that from? Is that from the last season? Like the yeah. one I just finished? I've not seen that season yet. Everyone, you know, there was this disappointment. How was it for you? The the whole season? Yeah. Oh. I thought it was over too quickly, personally. Oh yeah. Um yeah. I'm still waiting for Winds of Winter. <laughs> the book the, <laughs> the book. But but now if the finished this story mm-hmm. based on the outline that George, what is his name, Martin? George R. Martin, yeah. He gave them. Isn't the book going to be kind of like season, like the one we just watched, that one that just finished? You'd think. Oh. <laughs> so you think it's not? It's going to do something totally different. I think he. I think he definitely will be doing something different because it's the show is um a little bit like the books, mm. but they sort of uh, diverge away from his story. And in his story, there's so many characters, too. So I understand why they did it. I mean, oh. if you were watching book like version... Like, in, in the book, all those characters are, like, important characters or just... Yeah, well, it depends on your, I guess, perspective when you're reading the book and your opinion, like, who's important and who's not. Yeah. But there's so many that mm. if you... If they transition that to HBO, people would have lost interest in season one. They're just like, that's <laughs> it. I can't. I can't do it. Um, but I am um, in the books. Isn't it just the core? Isn't five? How many families? Four, five, five. How many families are there? Oh, you can lose. So count. it's the Starks and the fish people and the, <laughs> the fish like, people, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, and um, the dragon girl. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, it's like, I isn't just those main. Um, Aren't you just the main families also from the play, from the books? Definitely. If you were to summarize his books, it, it is about the main houses. They did get that in the show okay. perfectly. Um, they aged them up a fair amount for the show. Oh, oh well. Obviously, there's a lot of naughtiness in the show, so. Uh, yeah. Um, I know people lost it when this uh, was a name. Dan Aries? No, the girl, oh. the, the Aya, had oh. like a sex scene in the last um, season, and people were like, you know, there are other things in the books that are not in the movie. I'm like, oh, okay. How do you, oh yeah, here's one though. I was I usually ask people that when there's a book or a show when there's a book when there's a show or a film based on a book, um most people just prefer the book better. Mm, yeah. It allows you to 
well, from an artistic perspective, imagine what everything looks like. Mm. Um, and you have a certain vision in your head about the way the story is and the way the characters look and the atmosphere that the book portrays. Mm. And then they carry it into the TV show. And it's just sort of thrown in front of you. Like, this is the way it is. <laughs> so there's no there's no imagination. You're not allowed to create what you want. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, okay. And another thing I know you love drawing Star Wars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my guilty pleasure, yep. <laughs> what do you like about Star Wars? Oh, what's not to like about Star Wars? <laughs> Disney owns it now. <laughs> yes. That, that is a sad fact. We were all devastated. Although they are doing, they have a, a budget. They can bring it. <laughs> <laughs> make it amazing oh god i remember um, um people is so they created this ride based on star wars in i think disneyland or so and people are like it's amazing i don't know but it's all also super expensive so they do have a budget well definitely <laughs> yeah they have way more money than poor george lucas did back in the day um, but yeah, you can go on the Millennium Falcon at Disney World now. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm going to go back. <laughs> Just for that. Just for the photo opportunities. Come on now. Well, yeah, you can't deny that. I guess it would be great. But um, was it, what was it about Star Wars? Or was it the characters or the story for you? Well, back in the 80s, there wasn't a whole lot of strong female characters mm. that weren't portrayed in a very sexualized manner. Yeah. Um, you could be a strong female character, but you yeah. had to have a bikini on or something. Yeah. Um, Star Wars Princess Leia was, I mean, she fired a gun. Like, she kicked ass. She was amazing. I'm sorry, mm. are we allowed to swear? Yes, you are allowed <laughs> to bad. swear. Yeah. yeah. Um, she inspired me a lot. I loved the story. I loved the costumes. Um, Darth Vader's costume was right. huge. Like, I don't know. It didn't, here he comes, dressed in metal and a black helmet. Like, let's do this. This is amazing. <laughs> Where yeah. have you been all my life? Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty and, much. But, and then, so are you want to, um, and how do you think with this whole, oh, well, we're going to kind of recreate the whole new canon, and then there's this whole new set of stories being told. And I just read the other day that uh, they're doing a TV series based on the, uh, the, Oh, the Mandalorian. That guy. Mm. Anyway. That dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, how do you feel about that? So they take this compact story and then blew it up into... I. It's a little overwhelming at first. Mm. I mean, the inner nerd in me is like, yes, let's do this. <laughs> um, yeah, because I'm a huge nerd and yeah. I always was. I think I was born nerdy. Um, but it just seems like Star Wars, bam, bam, bam. Let's get everything out as quickly as possible. Let's do TVs. Let's do cartoons. Let's do this. And I mean, back... You know, in the 70s, 80s, it was just the, the, the Holy Trilogy. It was mm. just the three of them. And then they came out with the prequels in the 90s. How do you feel about those ones? <laughs> they're not that bad. No, they're not. They're, <laughs> they're beautiful. I have to say they're absolutely stunning as far as visuals. Yeah. Everything is concerned. Um, we went to the Phantom Menace. We dressed up. We got in the line. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. You're not playing about that nerd thing. Oh, yeah. No, I had to lay a bun. And it was in Truro. So it was at this one, this theater in Truro that only had one movie theater in it. So, like, small town. <laughs> or maybe it had three. I can't really remember. I lived in Truro. So, yeah. yeah. You know well, the one you I You kind of have to go out of, out of town on now, the highway there. Yeah. This was by the Wooden Monkey. Do you remember the Wooden Monkey? Oh, wow. It's like a little cafe there. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, you'd get your Wooden Monkey coffee and then you'd go <laughs> to the theater. Um, and it was around the same time that The Matrix came out, too. So, mm. it was that was like, bam, bam. Um, but anyway, yeah, we walked in. We're like, yes, there's going to be 
Jedi fights, there's going to be starships, there's going to be space, everything I want. And then it was just political. <laughs> it's like, let's talk about the politics in space. Like, that's not why I'm here, dude. <laughs> okay, okay. I understand that one. But um, with the newer ones, with, uh, fuck, I can't remember, Ray, right? Yep. Ray. Uh, what do you think of those set of stories? Oh, I love them. I think it's perfect. My niece loves them too. So oh, okay. that's like the next generation. <laughs> um, yeah, it's different. Mm. But, you know, Adam Driver, who plays Kylo Ren, is lovely. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a really good story. I love the storytelling. I love the budget that they're working with. They're Too making it magic. Money. Yeah. yeah. Um, I hope it never ends, really, but I'm sure it will at some point. There's going to be burnout. No, I don't, I don't think so. I think, so you see, with Disney, like, you, know, you had Aladdin and Sleeping Beauty, all these things, right? And then, like, the animation, and then they now made the live version. Mm -hmm. Lion King is out now, so they're just going to keep it going. Yeah, I think the next thing, it's all going to be CGI, you know, in a couple of years, or virtual reality. Yeah, now because now, um, even if you had died, they can just draw, you know, create an image of you, and that person goes around acting. Yeah. Like the lady, what's... Carrie and Fisher? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Although I don't think she's going to have a major role in this. It's sort of, you're looking at her back, I think, for oh, a lot okay. of it. Okay. I, I hope, because, I mean, CGI. <laughs> you can tell still. Like, okay. until it gets to the point that you yeah. can't, I don't think you should do it. Okay. Um, going back to your art, <clears throat> what's your process, though, when you decide, when you see something, you want to paint, draw, what happens next? Well, first, I have to see something that sparks an image that mm. I want. Um, usually, right now, it seems to be a lot of TV, video game, you know, big nerd, sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then I, I decide what medium I want to use. Will this look better in watercolor? Will this look better in acrylic? Oil? Do I want it vibrant? Do I want to get it out quick? Like, how do I want to do it? Mm. Um, so with oil, because oil is a bit of a process, you have to wait a long time for it to dry. Yeah, I I, I talked to I didn't know this, but I talked to someone the other day, and they the walking oil, and apparently, like it can take years for it to be really dry. Really dry, yeah. I'm like, what the? You can varnish the heck out of it, so it nothing will ever penetrate that varnish. Oh, so, okay. I mean, it'll eventually it'll turn yellow. Like you can see them cleaning them now, and uh, it's the whole new craze on YouTube, I think, to watch people clean old paintings. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but also, you have to buy the material. You have to make sure you have the paints. Mm. And I go through brushes like people go through toothbrushes, like oh. crazy, and they're expensive. What? The what like explain the bro like how i i don't know anything about painting so why do you have to go through them so quickly did you ever find a really nice pen and never want to give it back to the person you stole from yeah because it just writes perfectly yeah yeah a brush is very much the same oh um it depends on the hair that it's made out of you can get synthetic you can get real hair um like hair from what like a horse or i think it's like alpaca I don't, oh. know. I don't know. I don't okay. really know. It's just okay. real hair. So I'm like, oh, maybe somebody just donated their hair. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, when you find that perfect brush, mm. and usually when you go down to like, say, to Sears or something to buy it, it's like the perfect brush is there, but it's twenty nine ninety five. 
you know, <laughs> you know you're going to like go through it with one painting. It's probably not going to be good anymore. So oh. every new painting needs a $30 brush. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know this. I just, uh, you know, whatever. Just... You Well, I mean, I take care of my brushes. I treat them like gold. So you wash them with olive oil and a little bit of sunlight soap. Wait, what? And, yeah, olive oil. Oh, my God. You know, condition the hair. And, um, so oh, I wow. take two or three paintings out of a brush before it's completely That's destroyed. That's a process. It is, yeah. Holy smokes. I just thought you dip it in the water. Boop. Yeah, and away it. you go. No. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's fun though, but yeah, so when you're doing oil painting, it just you have to consider all that. Like mm. do you want to contribute two weeks of your life to make this a reality? Or do you want to just do it on the computer in a couple days? Yeah. Um, yeah. it's equally as hard. I'm not saying that, you know, I if I didn't have to wait for anything to dry and didn't have to go through brushes and wash the brushes and buy turpentine, I could probably bust out an oil painting every four hours. But the way it is is you gotta you gotta wait. Mm. It's a process. So wait, when you get a canvas, you put pencil on it and stuff. Yeah, you draw it out first. Okay, and, and, then, and then you start painting in. But how do you know what goes where? I guess like oh, this is where the yellow thing is and that's where the orange thing is i guess the best way to describe it is to sort of squint your eyes and see the shapes like when you're not focused on it it doesn't look like what it is it looks like a triangle or it looks like a square or a big blob of something um so you sort of just start with the base colors so when you look at the sky and you look at some clouds a lot of people say well the clouds are white and the sky is blue but if you look really close there's a million colors in a cloud there's purple there's like every color of the rainbow in a cloud. Well, um, during the sunset, yeah. But like in the clear, it's like white and blue. Well, you look at it for a few minutes. <laughs> you'll see the purple. You'll see the blue. Um, the sky is a gradient. So it's like dark blue, lighter oh, blue, lighter blue. The closer you get to the horizon. So yeah. you, you start with your base colors. And then when you squint a little and you see what's actually there and then you bring out the bad boys and the big paints and the, the dark colors and the detail. And... Well, um, so do you use one um, brush throughout for like, I mean, you know, so the yellow one and the black one, same guy. You have to work in colors at a time. So if you're working with yellow hues, you can oh, only use yellow hues. Oh, gotcha. And then you... Oh, but isn't that difficult? Well, of course it's difficult. <laughs> a little bit at a time. Because So you have to kind of figure out where all the yellows or whatever are. And then you paint that up. Man, artists, yeah, like, you know, you kind of... So that's why when you do it, you shift back and you look at it and shit like that. You have to. You have to stand back. I have to wear my glasses because I'm old. And then you look back. <laughs> and just, does it look like it's supposed to? Um, the beauty oil paint is if it doesn't, then you can literally paint right over it. You make a mistake. Oh, I'll just add some white there and then do it over. Um, yeah. A lot of mediums, you can't do that. You start mixing the paints and with oil, it mixes really easily. So... Oh yeah, hmm. mm-hmm. I did one. Was a paints night thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it never looks like what the thing is supposed <laughs> to look like. <laughs> it's bad. Paint night instructors are amazing, though. Yeah, like, they are. You know? And I'm like, oh, you know, you paint this. I remember one. It's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful painting of like it's a it's a night. It's at night and it's raining. And then this lady, I think, is holding a red umbrella oh. and it's great. And then the. Like, oh, I suck. Oh, I <laughs> like, doubt that. You make make this part white and like when you're making the base, whatever, the white part is easy because it's a like, blah blah blah. But then you have to kinda 
put the color in a little bit and oh i'm firm believer that there's no mistakes in art it is what it ends up being <laughs> and the- wait there's a there's a sort of i don't know i'm I'm pretty sure you know this story but there's a like a picture of maybe jesus or something and it was like kind of messed up <laughs> i know what you're talking and about and then yeah. this lady tried to make it look okay mm-hmm. restore it yeah, yeah. <laughs> she restored it all right um but in the end it looked kind of looked like a black hole <laughs> god so, what the what was she thinking maybe she was thinking of space <laughs> i don't know anyway yeah yeah i mean i mean in that case like <sighs> oh help me understand this one why are paintings expensive what happens? Why are paintings expensive? Well, um, well, think about it if you're getting paid per hour. So the average person, let's say 20 bucks an hour. You put in, like for this painting, for example, that would have been about 14 to 15 hours worth of work. This guy? Mm-hmm. Huh. And then you have to also consider the equipment and the paint and the $29 brushes that you're buying to do it. Um, and then you're owning a piece that, that, that's completely individual. Nobody else has this. There's no duplicates unless you're getting printed copies of them, but really you have the original, Mm -hmm. something that, you know, came out of someone else's head. There's no copies out there. This is exactly how it was meant to be. Okay. So you're getting a little piece of history. But... $35 $35 million? Oh, I don't think mine will ever be that expensive. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but like, okay, help me understand those ones. Because um, there's a there's a, there's a a painting, I can't remember the name, but it's literally three orange strips. It's like orange, lighter orange, and more lighter orange. And it's like hundred and something million dollars. That I can't justify. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the person who did it Spent was... hours deciding on those <laughs> where those lines were going to be placed. And I'm sure they're extremely talented. Maybe they're just really, really famous. And somebody just wants something that somebody else touched. Okay. Could be. So that's it. So basically get famous, then whatever you're paying people, just... Well, in the art world, you don't want to be famous. Because you're only famous when you're dead. Oh! <laughs> it's like... <laughs> If you're famous, you're not here anymore. Exactly. That's, that's when you start making the real money is when you die. So I hope to say semi-famous. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. For at least 25, 30 years. <laughs> okay, so walk me through this guy. What's his name? That is Solus from Dragon Age. Okay, yeah, Dragon Age. I asked someone because I don't play video games. That's cool. Yeah, I asked my friend that plays video games like, oh, it's the bad guy from Dragon Age. Okay, so here's the thing. You get, you get the... First of all, how do you even decide the size? Depends on the canvases I have. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So you so you get a canvas like, okay, this is where I'm gonna put this guy, and then do you draw everything out in pencil? Cause, like, so these are like mountains, and I'm guessing I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, oddly enough, I played the video game and fell completely in love with that character. He's written really well. But um, he's a bad guy. He is. <laughs> so, and you also like Kylo Ren. You always like the bad guy. I like them a little dark. <laughs> and interesting. Okay. Interesting, the better. Um, but in this particular video game, he's not the bad guy oh. until the end, you don't find oh. out. So, you know, you're in, he's just an aura of mystery about him. Yeah. Um, he's an elf, obviously, with the pointy ears. Yeah. And, um, in that game, you like you get to romance your choice. You have a bunch of characters, and you can choose your main character to romance whoever you like. Okay. Um, and the way that they wrote 
the script for the game and the way that they design the characters, they really excelled at making you focus on the little details, um, like the freckles or the little, the same way I guess you'd fall in love with a human being. Mm. You sort of, they, they, they milk that a lot in the video game. Um, the writers, uh, Patrick Weeks wrote his story and his character and like I read a lot of the books that he's wrote outside of the video game world. Amazing. And that character just spoke to me. So I loved mm. him. I obviously romanced him and then uh, painted him. Oh, <laughs> but now how do you um, say the first time, your first playthrough, you didn't know he's a bad guy. Mm -mm. Did now finding out your bad guy, he was the bad guy, change your, um, how you felt about him? Not really, no. Oh, okay. Because his story was great and stuff. Well, you'd have to sort of play the game to know because you don't, yeah. he, it's portrayed that he's going to be the bad guy. There's oh. a twist at the end. I don't want to spoil anything for anyone who hasn't played. Yeah. Um, so stay away from YouTube if you haven't seen the <laughs> twist. But yeah, it just, he, he's just a very compelling character. He's mm. an ancient character. He's got oh. a lot of history. And the elven lore fantasy aspect of the Dragon Age series is like nothing else. Like you, there's elves in um, Lord of the Rings. That's what I was going to ask. It's better yeah, than Lord of the Rings. Definitely. Oh, wow. You know, elves are usually portrayed as like, you know, the cool, people. cool people that live in the woods yeah. that are magical that, you know, but in this series, um, they're sort of the oppressed race. Oh. They're, they're put in alienages, they're called, and they, you know, they're slaves in another part of the, the, the world. But aren't they like powerful and stuff? No, they don't have magic. Oh no, no. Well, some of them can be wizards, I guess. Then they have magic. They can be warriors. I mean, you in this game, you can pick any. You can be a dwarf. You can be gotcha. um, a canary. You can be whatever. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just, and they have a rich history. Like that, there's any ruins that you visit are usually like old elven ruins from when they were magical and did all these amazing things. And oh. then, yeah, but this, over the years, they lost it, and you sort of find out why in the game. Ah, so okay, yeah, all right, <clears throat> and then let's go to the spot, uh, to the crow because okay. kind of that's what stood out for me first, right? I was Yay. like, Who is this? first off? Um, you see crows, but like you kind of knew this specific crow, and I was thinking, How does she even know that the crow is that crow? <laughs> well, first of all, I should let you know, mm. sadly, on Friday, I discovered my crow was hit by a car. Yeah. And I'm very, very sad about it. Um, we have a 10, had a 10-year relationship. Oh, wow. So I didn't even know it was that long. Yeah, they can live for 22 years. Oh, mm -hmm. wow. Um, they don't usually, thanks to cars. <laughs> Wait, but like, here's the thing. I, 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 crows, or like pigeons, don't really run from cars. No, well, there's... Crows are intelligent. Mm. They have a brain capacity unlike any other animal aside from chimps. Um, if you were to measure, like, your the brain size sort Based of equals the, the smart, yeah. right? Um, so their brain size is the same as a chimp. And some of them say that uh, some crows have the mental capacity of a seven-year-old human being. Oh, wow. And you can see it in their eyes when you when you get to know them and see them do their thing. and Yeah, but like, my thing was, how did you even get that close? Because your photos of the crow is like that. And like, every time I go to... They just fly away. <laughs> um, well, I started a relationship with these crows because I walked to work on that route almost daily. Mm. And these crows were there. And one day I said, you know what? I'm just going to bring some peanuts for them. Just because I love crows and why not? So I fed them some peanuts. Eventually, after a little while, they recognized my face. 
And it's more than just giving them food. I mean, you can just give them food and they recognize you for food and they come to see you for food and then they fly away. That's cool. Mm. You can have a bond with a crow that way. But I wanted to actually get to know these crows. Mm -hmm. And since I see them every day, what better crows to pick than the ones that are on my walk to work every day? So um, it went down. I'd go down on the weekends and I'd bring my peanuts so they'd come and then I'd just hang out with them and mm -hmm. just watch them eat and have some peanuts myself and just sort of hang around. Usually brought my camera. Um, you'd spend hours. I could spend hours just sitting there because they, they hang around when they know you're not a threat. They just, you're one of the party, I guess. Oh, wow. Um, and after a while, this particular crow and he obviously found a mate. I call her rascal. <laughs> what did you call him? I actually didn't give him a name. Oh. I figured that in the crow world, he had a very special name because he's a special crow, like Sir Reginald Longbeak the third or something. <laughs> um, so I said, I better not name you. Um, I'm sure you have a really cool name already. Um, but he always, he had a white feather on huh. his wing and it came back after every molt. It was always there. So he's the one I singled out as you're going to be my buddy. Okay. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, we're going to be pals. <laughs> and, um, after a while of hanging out, I mean, I'd go to work. Doesn't matter what time of day it is. He would fly from wherever he was to mm. come over and hang out and what you hear when you hear a crow is the loud cause, like, you know, the, ah, ah. Um, but when you get to know crows, like in their family units, when they're up in the trees, what you don't hear is the little chirps and the gurgles and the, chirp. the purring and wow. yeah, they make the coolest little noises. Wow. Okay. Um, and they, oh, it's reserved for their family. Um, they have a whole language oh. between their family members and. Um, I'm sure they're just gotcha. talking about where the food caches are and where, you know, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's stuff yeah. you don't normally hear. Yeah. So he'd come up to me and he'd make the cutest little noises. Yeah. Um, so that's how I knew, all right, we're pals. Mm. I'm getting to hear your conversation. You're hearing me. And I'd be like, how you doing, little bud? And he'd sort of lowly make little gurgling noises back. So, and then the wife came on the scene and she started... I don't know if it was from jealousy or what, but <laughs> she would land on my head. She didn't understand the friendship. <laughs> I guess not. I mean, they, they obviously made it. They had babies two years in a row. She's a good mom. Um, the other crows Wait, protect so, her. Wait, uh, so um, obviously they have seasons. Never mind. Yep. <laughs> I was like, do they have seasons for mating? Like, yep. they have them? Yeah, obviously. Yeah, we're yeah. coming to the end of that now. Um, it starts around May. Uh, okay. That's when you see crows, like, basically Everywhere. flying around yeah. chasing each other mm. all over the place um then they uh build nests so when they find their mate uh they mate for life too by the way like whoever they pick that's oh. that's that's them for the end of time for as long as they live so i don't know for some reason i thought it was only penguins that did that right no crows do too oh, okay so mm -hmm. very loyal creatures cool. um yeah so they build the nest and the nest is big and they're really smart so they build a couple of decoy nests Oh. So you'll see a lot of, like, they'll start building nests in the trees and then they'll abandon it because it, that's that's the decoy nest. So for eagles and hawks and stuff that take their babies. Um, but, yeah, so they've had, I've been witness to two rounds of babies be introduced to me. When when they have, <clears throat> when they have kids, after a while, the kids leave, right? Yep. Okay. They, they stay, like, some will stay and protect the next seasons of offspring, and they're very tight. Uh, but they do fly off, find their own mates, join their own little crews. Mm. Um, they're clicky. So they go to a roost every night where they all communicate and 
you know, talk about the dead deer they found in the wood that day or whatever they do. <laughs> yeah. But that seems to be their information hub is when they go to the roost. And in Halifax, the roost is around Mount St. Vincent University. Out, um, I was devastated to learn recently that their roost of over 200 years was cut down for clear cutting. Uh, oh, so it's in a tree and stuff. Yeah, they have oh. a, uh, like if you drive out to the Bedford Highway at dusk, mm. you'll see millions of crows in the sky all mm. going to the roost that's in the back of the uh, college there. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it, they still go there and they've, they've now been forced to choose a different roosting area, but there was woods and trees there that were 200 years old that they cut down. I don't know why they cut them down. Are probably, they building something? Probably building a yeah, apartment. Buildings are everywhere. I remember driving down Bedford Highway, like I was saying. Um, there used to be one block of apartments kind of close to Larry Utec, mm -hmm. but now they're like six mm -hmm. or something. Like, holy smokes. Oh, yeah, it's huge here. <laughs> but yeah, they've seemed to have adapted. Uh, yeah. They do still roost in that direction, although I don't know where. Mm. Anyway, but in the springtime, they don't go to the roost. If they're nesting, they're in their nest trees with their eggs and their wives and their cousins and nephews and whoever's protecting the nest at that time. Mm. Mm -hmm. Wow. And how do you find out about Sir Robert III? <laughs> Sir Longbeak, Reginald, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. He, um, well, he, that just sort of happened. It was mm. like he had the white wing, so that was his immediate identifier for me. Mm. I know it's difficult to tell them apart. It's extremely difficult to tell male from female, although I do know that he was a boy. Mm. I had a vet tell me that it's definitely a boy. He was bigger. He was sort of the uh, leader of the pack. They weren't allowed to eat unless he ate first, kind of like lions do, you know. Mm. Um, so it, it broke my heart when he passed away because I um, heard his mate in the tree and she was making the most sorrowful sounds mm. from, from the tree and they kept flying over his little body. He's gone now. I went down to check. So I guess raccoon must have had lunch or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it was, it's a wonderful relationship. And I highly recommend it. if you can befriend a crow, definitely befriend a crow. It's a lot of patience, though. It can be. I mean, I didn't take any time out of my day. I just, I really wanted to do it, though. So <laughs> I guess, I guess that helped. Um, um, you're also a member of the E3C. Do you want yeah. to tell me a bit more about that? Absolutely. Um, EC3 is our monthly meetup. Uh, mm. For artists, visual artists, designers, pro programmers, coders, whoever wants to come. Um, we usually have guest speakers that, that do um, talks at our events. Um, right now, our next one is July 26th, 25th, Thursday. This Thursday. Oh, 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 <laughs> whatever okay. date this Thursday is. <laughs> um, it's sort of more laid back in the summer. Yeah. So we're just doing a little drink and draw. So come m uh, mingle with other artists. Basically, you just, I wanted to go, I heard about it through Twitter, mm. and uh, I was in a little bit of an artistic rut, so I said, why not? Why not go talk about this rut with other artists in the city? Mm. So I got up my courage and went down. It was on a Tuesday night, and uh, Allison, uh, the showrunner, was incredible. She made me feel so welcome. Got mm. a hug, like, this is the first time I'm meeting this girl. She's awesome. Made me feel extremely welcome. Um, everybody that was there was so welcoming. So I just kept going, and now I'm helping her run it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna end up end it with this, Shannon. Mm. Um, <clears throat> with your art, what's your big plan? My big plan is to be rich and famous. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, I just would love to do art for a living. 
Um, I would love to be able to quit my corporate job and just get paid to be creative. Um, mostly I just don't ever want to stop painting because I think if I ever stop, I'd die. Oh, man. Yeah. So wow. I love being creative. I love expressing myself. I just hope it never ends, and I hope everybody still loves them and watches me on Instagram. I will. I know I will because your artwork is amazing. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for coming to the podcast today. Thank you for having me. This is the Blackout Podcast. Thanks for listening.